Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 11th of September. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Laura Cook. Queen Elizabeth II begins her final journey. She was all a wonderful woman. Lovely mother, lovely grandmother, great-grandmother. She means a lot to everybody, not just to me, but my family as well. And the counter-attack in Ukraine continues to gain momentum. Certainly the Russians had reinforced the front line in the south around the city of Curzon and weakened their front lines in the east. The Times of London. Queen Elizabeth II begins her final journey today as her coffin is driven from her Balmoral estate in Scotland to Edinburgh. Six royal gamekeepers will transfer the Queen's coffin to a hearse, with the journey expected to take six hours. The political correspondent for the Sunday Times Scotland, John Boothman, says the people of Balmoral will bid an emotional farewell. It will be a sad day for the people of Balmoral and Ballater as they see their friend, their neighbour, that person they regarded as a local. Uh, the journey takes you through Deeside. It's going to go round the edge of Aberdeen, right down the west coast. It's going to go along the Kingsway in Dundee, then to the capital in Edinburgh. I mean, it's clearly the case that so much preparation over many years uh, has gone into this. Her Majesty's Oak Coffin will then lie in the throne room at the Palace of Holyrood House. The official resident of the monarch in the Scottish capital, Isabel, is one of many in Edinburgh. A very sad day, very sad day. She was all a wonderful woman, lovely mother, lovely grandmother, great-grandmother. She means a lot to everybody, not just to me, but my family as well. And my mum and dad just adore her. And I remember a coronation, my dad brought the television down to the marquee, wired it up to the house to watch the coronation. It was was just wonderful. You don't forget these memories. On Monday, the Queen's coffin will then be transferred along the Royal Mile to the city's St Giles Cathedral, where the public will be able to pay their respects from five o'clock tomorrow afternoon. There will be a service of condolence there. There will be a vigil uh, of the Royal Company of Archers and including the King, who will stand guard over the coffin. Uh, Last night it was announced that when the King comes back to Scotland tomorrow after speaking to both Houses of Parliament and Westminster Hall, he's going to be accompanied by the Prime Minister, who will then travel with him onto Belfast and Cardiff. On Tuesday, the Queen's daughter, Princess Anne, will fly to London with her mother's coffin, which will be taken to Buckingham Palace, allowing staff to pay their respects. 
King Charles has officially been proclaimed head of state in New Zealand at a ceremony in the capital, Wellington. Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern spoke outside Parliament House. Today we mark the passing of Queen Elizabeth II and acknowledge her son, His Majesty, King Charles III, as our sovereign. Crowds gathered to watch the proclamation of accession ceremony, the first event open to the public in New Zealand since the Queen's death. Governor-General Cindy Kiro made the formal announcement. With this ceremony and with the flags of New Zealand, the Cook Islands, Nui and Tukalo at full mast, we duly acknowledge the ascension of our new King, His Majesty, King Charles III. Flags were raised to full mast while a 21-gun salute preceded the ceremony. A similar ceremony was held in Australia, where it was announced there will be a bank holiday to mark a national day of mourning for the late Queen following her state funeral. Meanwhile, in India, the largest country in the Commonwealth of Nations is observing a day of state mourning as a mark of respect to Queen Elizabeth II. The national flag is being flown at half-mast throughout the country and there'll be no official entertainment for 24 hours. Stars at the Toronto International Film Festival have been paying tribute to Queen Elizabeth on the red carpet. James Bond actor Daniel Craig starred alongside Her Majesty in a sketch to open the 2012 London Olympics, where the Queen threw herself out of a plane. I was just very lucky to be, to be part of something, the Olympics, um, when they happened, and, and to get to work with her on, on, on something that I think a lot of people, I think, enjoyed and liked and laughed at. So um, I was just very lucky. While fellow actor Edward Norton said he admired Queen Elizabeth's tenacity. I admire her longevity and, and tenacity. I, I hope, I think anybody who stays that sharp and that um, in service into, into their 90s is to be saluted. The Times of London. On the way, Russian forces withdraw from key eastern towns and a black preacher in Alabama sues police after his arrest for watering flowers. We move now to Ukraine, where Russian forces are withdrawing from key eastern towns as Ukraine's counter-attack continues to gain momentum. In his nightly video address on Saturday, President Vladimir Zelensky claimed that Ukraine has now liberated 2,000 square kilometres since beginning a renewed counter-offensive earlier this month. The Times of London's correspondent, Richard Spencer, is in nearby Kharkiv. Certainly the Russians had reinforced the front line in the south around the city of Kurzan and weakened their front lines in the east uh, to a reflection that, you know, Russian manpower isn't all it's cracked up to be. So there was this sort of start of an offensive um, aimed to capture a town called Balaklia, just uh, southeast of where I am in Kharkiv now. Um, they they fought their way into this town on uh, Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, and then the, 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 the Russian lines just seem to have collapsed. Major General Chip Chapman is a former senior British military advisor. He explains Ukraine's army has the capacity to reclaim Russian-occupied territory. Because this is an army which is being reversed, the Russian army, although Putin has no sign of wanting to pull back from the invasion. But one thing you can't hide 
is an army which is collapsing. And certainly in the east of Ukraine, this is a collapsing army. And once the word withdraw is used, people down tools, your cohesion, your purpose, your discipline, all evaporate. And that is very dangerous for the Russian army. The retreat came shortly after the capture of a military hub that supplies Russia's entire front line across the northeast of the country. It could prove to be a decisive turning point in the war, with thousands of Russian soldiers having abandoned their ammunition and equipment. Major General Chapman says Russia could take the decision to move more soldiers into Ukraine. He could mobilise, but that would change the absolute nature of the war from this special military operation, a limited operation, which he's always said it would be. And therefore, his regime could actually be in trouble because autocracies always seem relatively stable up to the point they become drastically unstable. And we kind of saw that with Ceausescu in Romania, for example, in 1989. We head now to the United States, where a black preacher in Alabama has sued the police after being arrested while watering his neighbour's flowers. Michael Jennings was arrested in May after a white neighbour called 911 and said a younger black male and gold SUV were at a house where the owners were away. The owners were friends of Jennings and had asked him to watch their home. When officers arrived, Jennings identified himself as Pastor Jennings but refused to give ID to the officers. After a confrontation that lasted 20 minutes, Jennings was arrested on a charge of obstructing government operations. The charge was dismissed within days. Jennings filed the lawsuit on Friday, alleging the ordeal violated his constitutional rights and caused lingering problems, including emotional distress and anxiety. Speaking outside the federal courthouse in Birmingham, Jennings told a news conference, I'm here for accountability and I'm here for justice. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. And John Jackson has details of the women's final at the US Open. World number one tennis player Iga Sriantek has become a three-time Grand Slam champion after victory in the final of the US Open. The pole beat Tunisia's Ons Jabeur 6-2-7-6 at Flushing Meadows to lift her second major trophy of the year. Jabur made history at Wimbledon when she became the first Arab woman to reach a major final. She added another line in the history books in New York, becoming the first African woman to reach the US Open championship match. Iga Swiatek will stay at world number one, while Ons Jabur will regain her world number two ranking. The men's final between Spain's Carlos Alcaraz and Norwegian Casper Ruud will take place later today in New York. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday, the 11th of September. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.